the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS, halfway through the halfway show, the uh, hump day show right here, end of January 2024. Only two days left until we get to the beautiful weekend, 62 degrees today, the high. Get outside if you get a chance. A dude I just saw outside, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, being interviewed by a guy who made him look like a normally sized human being is Jerry Sonnenberg. He would love to be the next congressman from the 4th Congressional District, my congressional district. Jerry, thanks for joining us. Always my pleasure, George. How are you today? I'm living the dream. First off, you're a tall man. You've always been taller than me by a bunch. And I watched that interview with, what's that guy's name, Brandon or something, or what was it? Lawrence, Lawrence Jones, yeah. That guy guy made you look like Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Holy smokes. (laughs) He is a tall guy, absolutely a tall guy, and very nice guy. Uh, and he had this. Uh, he, he trains dogs as well. had a Had a dog he was training, so must have flown with that dog mm. and everything. Trains him for military people. Uh, great bit conversation with him. Now we'll talk about that in a moment because you were out there in Denver talking about the migrant crisis. But first off, what's the title I'm supposed to use for you? Like state senator, commissioner, general? I mean, what, what's what, what's the right term? Candidate for CD four? How about grandpa? Grandpa. All right, Grandpa. Uh, listen, that's, for- <laughs> my, that, that, that's my that's my favorite title, quite frankly. Uh, you know what? You can call me anything you want to call. Uh, call me. I, just Jerry is good enough for me. You know, I'm just a country boy. That titles don't mean a lot to me. Yeah, well, I think that's one of the things that people like about you. Now, for folks that have heard the show before, they've heard you be interviewed here before. When you were in the state Senate up until recently, you were always accessible to us, which is great. I've worked with you for years out there under the Gold Dome. But tell folks who don't know you, uh, tell them their, your story. You know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a farm and ranch kid, fourth generation uh, farmer uh, on my centennial family's centennial farm. We've been here over 100 years. I live in the same house that both my father and I were raised in. Uh, I raised my family here. Uh, you know, I just uh, uh, work on the land. Uh, I began my public service when I was 48 years old, decided to uh, run for the House, served eight years in the House, uh, then served eight years in the Senate, uh, uh, using those leadership skills uh, and experience to uh, uh, to get things done while being a core conservative in the legislature. Now, um, you have a, uh, I, I want to say politics or serving is almost like a side gig because you actually do stuff on property that you own. Talk about that. Yeah, we, we have a farm and a ranch. Uh, we uh, uh, run about 300 mama cows that uh, we'll calve each year. We have a small little feedlot in which we uh, raise beef uh, and sell it to a small packer who then 
uh, uh, delivers to the front range, a couple of retail stores up there and a number of restaurants. So uh, you could be eating our beef, although most of ours uh, is in the northern front range, uh, not down to Douglas County yet. Uh, and then we, uh, we're fully integrated. We raise our own hay. We raise our own corn uh, to feed at the feedlot. Uh, we also raise wheat. Uh, and, and proso millet. So, uh, you know, we just, uh, uh, and I'm fortunate because uh, I have two boys uh, that are following in my footsteps, uh, the fifth generation, and uh, their kids, the sixth generation. So uh, excited, actually, about the life that I have. I also, you're right, serve as a county commissioner, uh, using those uh, experiences to lead uh, at the at the local level. So, you uh, and this is legit. Some people like own stuff, but they don't run stuff. And I've told this story before. You'll remember this, Jerry. I called you once to talk about I can't remember what it was, something politics or something. And you answered the phone while you were on your tractor. Do you remember that? And you were like, hang on, hang on. I got to turn this thing off. I can't. And I was like, what the hell is going on? You were already still on the tractor working the field and all this stuff. And I thought, man, we are. We are doing different things. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's I go to the store and find all the food. You were the guy that started it all off. So anyway, it's I think it makes you unique, not in this race, because there are other folks out there that live in the plains, but unique to politics in a way. You have a great family. You have this good business. You guys have been doing this now forever for generations. What's wrong with you that you would want to run for Congress? Like what's what's what was the injury that you suffered in that head region that caused you to say, I want to go to D.C.? <laughs> you know, and, and it's a, and it's a great discussion, quite frankly, because uh, uh, I'm living the dream. Uh, but the truth is, I feel called to do this. I I feel like I've had this experience and uh, uh, I've developed these leadership skills over the last 16, 18 years. Uh, well, quite frankly, over an entire lifetime. But it, it's been really uh, trained the last few years to make a difference in D.C. And I think I, 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 maybe it's my farming that uh, has me an eternal optimist, but I believe I can still make a difference. I know I can go there and make a difference. I know I can go there and build relationships and get things done to make Colorado better and to make us safer in Colorado and to help reduce the debt uh, that's going to be on our grandkids. Well, I want to talk about some of those things in a minute, but I, I saw you a week ago tomorrow up there at that great Women of Weld Lincoln Club of Colorado event at that Fort Lupton Rec Center, you and 42 other people who would love to be the 4th Congressional District Representative. <laughs> you, uh, interestingly, just, uh, you know, it was a random draw who got to go first and sit where and all this, and you were dead center uh, on this group. And I think there was nine up there on the on the little dais or whatever, and there was nine of you. Give me your impressions of how that went and, and your thoughts on it. You know, I thought it went very well. Uh, there, people could see, start to see some differences in the candidates, uh, which is good. And I believe choices uh, for us, uh, the electorate, are good. But they could start to see, see what each candidate uh, uh, acted like uh, around other people, who became maybe a little more angry, uh, who became a little less. 
um, diplomatic, uh, and quite frankly, who uh, who probably became the adult in the room, and, and that's what I've always tried to be. But it was a it was a good venue. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, until afterwards that you're supposed to bring people to help with the straw poles, and uh, <laughs> I just brought my son. I didn't. I know. Uh, I remember so seeing him. There. I was so excited that. Uh, and then I, I heard stories of people used to bring busloads of people uh, to, to vote for them and things like that. So, you you got to uh, figure I'm that out. It, it didn't keep you from winning the straw poll, by the way. Now, granted, it was it was a small, motivated grassroots group and all that other stuff. But you did win. And, I mean, there, there's something to be said absolutely. for that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited about uh, uh, about. Uh, 21 other people other than my son in that room voting for me. That Are you that, sure uh, he voted for you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, good point. Good point. I can tell you that he is pushing me really hard and helping me with this campaign, but I think he has alternate, uh, ulterior motives. I think he's tired of fixing my screw-ups when I'm home all the time helping him. He's just trying so to get you out of the house, huh? Me on the road, yes, yes. But it was really good. And, but you know what else was, was really humbling for me that night? That night, when the question was asked, who would you support if you weren't in the race? Four of the other eight candidates said me. And that was right. actually a humbling moment for me. You're right. That was unexpected, I imagine, for you and for and, you know, some didn't answer. But those that did, it was Jerry more often than anybody else that that they could name. Uh, the most exciting thing I heard that night did not come off of the stage. though. It came from your son, which was, hey, at my Lincoln Day dinner, we're going to have prime rib. And I said, dude, you better text me the invite to that Lincoln Day dinner because as has been, and you've been all over the state, you know this to be true, the further away you get from Denver, the better the food gets. Because in Denver, it's all chicken and some kind of cream sauce or something like that. You get out to the Sterling area and they have the cows roaming around just outside the kitchen. And they're like, tell me which cut you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, Lincoln Day dinners, and and it's fun to visit with the great people. But the food out here is oh, just incredible. When you get outside of those banquet rooms, uh, you're right, where you have the chicken, uh, and then the overcooked chicken, and then the uh, uh, stabbed chicken. Yep. All all of those things. Yes. Now. Lincoln Day dinners on the Eastern Plains. You're exactly right. The farther you get from uh, Denver the better the food. I've also noticed you don't offer an imitation meat option. You guys tend to not do that. I don't know if you've caught up with the times, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you are <laughs> I don't need you to go down that road. Let's talk about the big issues, though. You said you want to go to D.C., and a lot of it had to do with protecting Coloradans and, and all this. Other. Talk about what your priorities are. One or two top priorities. When I get there, I want to help fix X. <clears throat> Well, obviously, one of the biggest priorities we have right now is the border and the border crisis, securing our border. Uh, I would argue that our economy and inflate inflation is uh, probably one of the other biggest issues that we're dealing with. I can tell you in my small business, just like the small businesses in Douglas County or, or the families, the cost of inflation has made it 
So you have a lower standard of living now than you had a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe that the level was uh, 15000 extra dollars a year to cover the additional cost because of inflation to maintain the same level of, of uh, uh, economy or standard of living. And I don't know anybody that got a $15,000 raise last year to be able to cover that. Billy, so that's challenging. Billy and Elon Musk. Billy and Elon now, Musk. There, there, okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, and, and also part of that is uh, when we talk about the border, that's costing us money as well. Uh, it's also costing us because we don't feel as safe. If I'm in Douglas County, right next to a sanctuary city of Denver, <clears throat> or Eastern Adams or Arapahoe County, I'm actually scared. And the people I've talked to are scared because of this immigration crisis. And and they can talk about this New Deal bipartisan deal yeah, they're working on. I, I hate it. You, they're talking about, and I don't remember the threshold. One of the thresholds was uh, if 8,500 illegal immigrants cross the border then we will close the border for that day. 8,500 a day, that's 150 know, that's busloads. Crazy. That's crazy. It's ludicrous. That's, that's, not, that's not helpful at all. Until we get to zero, we can't, even, we can't even figure out what to do with the immigration policy until we secure the border and get to zero illegal immigrants coming across that border uh, into the United States. Well, since we're there well, right, since we're there right now, the House has taken up the okay. issue of impeaching uh, Mayorkas over there, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Would you, if you were sitting in there now, Jerry, would you be in favor of that? Yes, I would. And tell us I why. Would. Tell us what the goal well, is. I, I, I think the goal is is we have to deal with national security, and quite frankly. That has been a failed office, period. It's just, it's failed. It's time to to put somebody that honors the oath uh, to secure the border and and, uh, and protect America. Uh, someone texted in here while we were talking. You were talking about the inflation thing, and they said, how would Jerry impact inflation? Well, the first thing I'd do is I would stop the spending in D.C., and put a cap on, I would not vote for any increased spending unless there was a decrease of equal or greater amount somewhere else. Uh, I would not vote for anything that grows the budget. Government has done more, and Bidenomics has done more to increase this inflation than anything else. And it's because we have printed money and we start spending money and we give money out where money has less of a value, and now we have... uh, uh, have this huge inflation, and uh, so I, that's where I would start in D.C. S- some of that, and I, I get that, man, when the government starts printing money and spending it, but some of the printing money takes place with the Fed, and that is remarkably uh, inaccessible to Congress. I mean, it's just out there. It's like we're stuck, man. Once these Fed chairmen and stuff get put in place, the ability to manage and control them is really, really difficult. Oh, absolutely. And, and the truth is, uh, and, and maybe it's just because I'm a country boy that understands uh, simple business practices. You, you take in, uh, you, you try to uh, sell more than you uh, uh, spend, so you have a little profit. 
I have never figured out why they increase interest rates and make it harder for us to do business when an economy is struggling. And, and someone is going to have to explain that to me. And I'm looking forward to someone on the campaign trail trying to explain why we would double our interest rate over the uh, last few well, years. Well, that was it, my guess is, Jerry. What they would say is, if I'm if I'm Biden, I would say because they had such a permissive money policy with those artificially low interest rates for decades that's what was the gasoline on that inflation fire and so they had to try to pull back i'm not sure their approach was the right one because it was like they were trying to slam on the brakes mid-flight and stall the engine without us crashing i mean that sort of seems to be where we've been for about the last 12 to 18 months and so this fed thing is a big deal but you know congress is sort of stuck with with that but i i do like the approach of let's get our let's get control of spending which as you know every republican that goes to congress says that and i'm not saying you're not going to back it up but something happens man something happens when you guys get back there into dc and they make you drink a special pro- potion they probably put a brand on you somewhere and all of a sudden republicans who are hardcore on the campaign trail end up going i could vote for that you know, I don't. I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying, how do you resist that? Uh, you know, I think Ted Harvey said it well during the debate uh, when he said he would support me because he said that I could stand up to leadership, and I stood up to uh, big pressures uh, and and represented my district. I can do that. I have the integrity and the backbone. Uh, to to be able to go back there and just I don't have much of a filter and tell them what I think and this is the way it's going to be this is the way I view it this is the way it's going to happen with me if I get to that point where I drink that water that's my last term I'm coming home because I don't want to be that person well I presume too that the Sonnenberg clan would have an intervention with you somewhere near the cows and that would be they would be like, Dad, we lost you somewhere along the way yeah. there. Um, and we have we have loaders and guns out here. So. <laughs> that's right. Um, one of the things that came up that's going to be this issue, as you know, uh, the legislature here in Colorado wants to enshrine in its constitution. The Dems do enshrine one of the most liberal abortion laws, maybe on the planet Earth. And so the question keeps coming up now at the congressional level. Would you support a federal ban or limitation on abortion. And I'd asked everybody up on the dais that, and everybody gave their answer, but what would you say to that? My answer is yes. Uh, This is a uh, public health issue, and I don't care where you live. You should not be able to kill another human being. Uh, now there's, there's increments up there. I, I, you know, my good friend, Marilyn Musgrave, uh, works for Susan B. Anthony, uh, 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 AMDC. And she, although she, like me, believes that life begins at conception, uh, she's working on a ban at, uh, 15 or 20 months. And yes, weeks, I would weeks. support if it's that. At 20... I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weeks. If we're at 20 to, months, at 20 that baby gets born in kindergarten. You know what I mean? There's something like that's going. I'm not good with math, but uh, there's there's uh, I won't go there. Uh, but you're but you're exactly right. I I, I would support that as well. Uh, I would support a national ban on abortion. Colorado does it wrong. It's just absolutely ludicrous. 
that even if you're aborting a baby and the baby is alive, that you can't give it care, or that at uh, you're given birth at full term, and you can still abort a baby is just ludicrous here in Colorado. I know, and, and the the crazy part is the response is, well, nobody does that, and it's like, well, if nobody does it, you'd be okay outlawing it, and they're like, no, no. No, no, not at all, because somebody might want to do that. Uh, can I ask you on that issue, what about the idea? Some folks say, look, um, rape, incest, life of the mother, those are things I would build into any sort of exceptions, or is it no exception? For me, uh, I believe that every life is a gift of God. Uh, I, I, would, I would probably uh, maybe... Life of the mother, uh, I think that is a, a decision that has to be made between that family on what's important. I'm not sure I would uh, include that in the ban. Right. Um, let's talk about this, too. This race is thick with candidates and really good qualified people, by and large. I mean, I looked up there on the on the stage, and there was you, and there was Ted Harvey, and there was Mike Lynch, and there was Richard Holtorf. And even though Ted comes from Douglas County, which was much more suburban, there's three of you there that represent the Plains. You've been in the legislature. You've been doing stuff. You also have Deb Flora, who's been super active. She apparently had a show on this radio station at one point. I'm kidding. And then, and then you have Lauren Boebert up there. Now, I'm going to ask this question a little gingerly because you're that guy that's like, I I am not a negative, rusty knife, sharp elbows campaigner. That's just not who you've ever been. In fact, you showed it on the stage last Thursday when I said, hey, you can ask a question of any candidate. And you were the one that demurred. You were the one that said, look, I just don't want to ask a, a gotcha question. I wish you had. And I almost called you a name, but I won't do it. Um, and I told you that afterwards. But um <laughs> What what are your thoughts on how you win this race against someone who shows up with a one point three million dollar war chest and name ID that's got to hover around that eighty to ninety percent in the district? For me, it, it goes back to integrity. Uh, I have lived my life uh, all sixty five years of it. I have uh, had it pounded in my head that you always tell the truth. Uh, you you have integrity. I went to the legislature with integrity. Uh, I left with integrity. Uh, people will not remember any of the bills that I carried, but they'll remember if I lied to them or if I was dishonest or, or not a nice person. And quite frankly, uh, I think that's what separates me. I can do the job because I have integrity. Uh, some of the other candidates don't necessarily have that same trait. I I'm not even going to ask you to name who those people are, but I will ask you to give us their initials. No, I'm kidding. Uh what is, what's your path to access the ballot, Jerry? Are you going to do either that hybrid which is sort of that petition assembly model, assembly only, petition only? Have you guys decided? Uh we're going through the assembly, but we haven't decided if we need to do the insurance plan hybrid, whatever you want to call it, uh to petition as well. Uh, uh we indeed are going through the assembly. Uh, I, I trust the Republicans out there. The the challenge is gonna be if you have uh eight or nine going through the assembly uh and they all split the vote somewhat evenly, even uh, 
uh, one of them at the highest getting 20% and the low 5%, uh, that limits choices uh, for, for the ballot. So we haven't looked at petitioning on yet. Uh, but definitely going through the assembly for sure. With that many candidates, and I think that, uh, and I'll have others on that are going to go through the assembly, man, that insurance route, I mean, unless you are super confident about your uh, your game with the grassroots, and you could be, um, that's a tough one, man. That's a really tough one because we saw that play out at the state assembly with a couple different candidates like Deb, like Deb Flora, like Gino Campana, yeah. folks that had they done the insurance policy would have shown up on that Senate primary ballot, but they didn't. And then it became a two person race. And then it makes me wonder if, if Lauren is going to make the ballot and I presume she petitions on just guessing she petitions on makes the ballot. If there's going to be a race, do you fare better one against one or with multiple people on the ballot in the primary? Oh, no question. I fare better one-on-one. And I think, uh, I, I don't know if it's, the rest of us against uh, Bobert uh, or uh, whatever that looks like because of her strong uh, name ID and the money she has, uh, The if, if the rest of us split all the votes, she is our congresswoman. So one-on-one, I have uh, no question I think I can soundly win that uh, uh, win the primary uh, if there's four or five of us in a primary that becomes a little different uh, a maze to navigate there were two other things that everybody agreed upon up there and one was you would all support whoever the republican nominee was coming out of the primary uh, but that also everybody thought that it would be wrong for the republican party itself to intervene in a primary is that accurate Yes, sir. It just I've never seen anything like it, Jerry. You've been doing this as long or longer than I have. I've just never seen the party play any role in a primary other than trying to maintain neutrality so that the party can figure out who it wants to pick. I've just never seen anything like this. I haven't either. And uh, I uh, I am glad that uh, most all the candidates in this race uh, want to want to give that option to the voters without influence uh, from the state party. Jerry Sonnenberg, candidate for CD4. You got a website, Jerry? You want to tell folks how they can reach out, learn more about you? Yes, sir. Sonnenbergforcongress.com. And quite frankly, uh, my email's on there. You can reach out to me. I would love to visit with anybody that would would love to talk to me. I want to believe that everybody knows how to spell Sonnenberg, but there's a whole bunch of letters that are jammed in there with vowels in between. Spell it for us. <laughs> S-O-N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy, E, N is in Nancy, B is in boy, E-R-G for Congress, and that's F-O-R. Now listen, if this were the Wheel of Fortune, if you bought an N or bought an E and did the N's, you could almost figure it out just from there. Jerry Sonnenberg, candidate for CD4. Man, we'd love to continue this conversation as you keep working your way through the campaign. I would love to as well, George. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Good luck, Jerry. Hey, uh, we're going to take your calls on this too. What did you hear there? What are your thoughts? Any positions that you're at odds with or you really like? Want to continue that conversation at least until we may have to shift gears to something else I wanted to chat about. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, we've got Deb Flora, 
She's also a candidate for the exact same seat. We're going to try to get through as many candidates as we can, maybe even this week, and try to get through them all here. Our number, 303-696-1971. Can't cut away for a break until I tell you about Brent and Joyce Tolliver. If you're continually trying to manage the disorderly, messy, awkward kitchen cabinets in your house, and it doesn't have to be the kitchen, bathroom, laundry room, maybe even in the garage, it's time to make your life a little more stress-free. From prep to put away with ease and speed, reorganize and clear out the clutter for a fresh start. Even though it's the last day of January, you're still at the front end of 2024 with roll them out shelves. It's so easy. It's affordable, too. That's key in this economy. Affordability is key. Call Brent and Joyce. That's the son and mother team that have been doing this thing for years. You can begin begin the transformation in your home for less than $1,000. They'll show up, do the free in-home estimate. They did it at my house. Call 303-475-9601, 303-475-9601, or check them out at rollem, em, When we come back, Ron, the other callers at 303-696-1971, and your text, George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, mouthful of apple, because I was just talking with Billy until the time ran out on our little bit of a break. 710K in US. Before I get to Ron and some of the other callers, by the way, line open at 303-696-1971. Jump on that thing. I got to tell you about Gay Ribble with the Empower Home team at Keller Williams. You know, uh, Jerry Sonnenberg, candidate for CD4, talked to us about the uh, the interest rates and raising them and the, the impropriety, perhaps, of doing that in an economy that's struggling. And whether you agree or disagree with how the economy and how the Fed's approaching the economy, know this, man. They've signaled six six downturns or decreases in the Fed rate over the next year. Um, that's one where you can jump on that gravy train at the right time or the wrong time. And if you listen to Gay when she was in the studio just a couple weeks ago, she tells you, listen, you may think you're doing yourself a favor by waiting for the rates to come down so you pay less on your monthly mortgage. But the price of that house is going to shoot up because scarcity is real and everyone's going to think just like you. So you could get in a little bit earlier at perhaps a slightly higher interest rate, a mortgage rate, and actually do yourself more long-term financial good. Who tells you stuff like that? Gay Ribble, because she knows. The Empower Home team at Keller Williams, they know this market. They know how to get you into the right house and out of the one you don't need anymore or don't want anymore. That's why they sell for more than others, sell faster than others. Give her a call at 833-301-SOLD, 833-301-SOLD, or you can check her out at gayhasthebuyers.com. That's gay, G-A-Y-E, hasthebuyers.com. Ron, from, uh, Ron, where are you from? What part of the state are you in, my man? I'm from Inglewood. Hello, Hello, Colonel. How are you? Living the dream. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a one-year grandfather. Hey, congrats. That's cool. Yeah. I want to talk about the illegals at Home Depot, but... Uh, I have birthed calves. I've baled hay and I've milked cows. Whoa! Um, the what an imprint that has left on my life. You should think about running for Congress. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't think so because mostly I have nonsense in my mouth, not apples. Um, <laughs> a long time ago, you talked to a girl uh, from Mariposa in the Ukraine, and that was yes. just as that her. Her parents were the town where they were living. It was Mar- her folks were from Mariupol, and she was actually west of there, and I can't remember. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Have 
you ever been into? Have you ever heard from her? Yeah, so we we have done WhatsApp to go back and forth. It's been a few months, by the way, since I've heard from her. I should probably reach back out. But some of what happened here, and this is how the sausage gets made on radio, from some technological advancements that we did here, figuring out a way to get that WhatsApp work to working, and we tried to bring her up a couple times, man. It, it just it was an utter failure. Can't figure out why, and we're trying to get that thing fixed. But once we get that thing licked, we'll have her back on. She's she's great. That's a great reference. Well, I hope that uh, I hope the best has turned out for them. I really do. Me too. Um, I have I'm, I'm working on my house so I can call Gay Ripple. So I'm at Home Depot the last five days in a row. And if you want to see the southern border, just go to the uh, parking lot of the Greenwood Village Home Depot. It's there. Really? Yes. I go to that Home Depot from time to time. It is. It, it there's it's so organized. Um, there's groups of four or five that stand around. They send the younger ones out to uh, help people load cars. Their gimmick is we'll help you load your car, and then oh, can you give us some money? Oh, whoa! Is this the one right north of Arapaho behind Chick Fil A? Yep. Yeah, I go to that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm 75 years old, and two days ago they. Two of them had surrounded a woman loading some uh, shelving into the back of her SUV. Yeah, and I, I, I just said, "Della, that's that's not going to happen." So I walked over, yeah. looked at her, and I said, "Don't give them money." And she said, "Oh, I won't." Um, then I looked at them, and I, I told them, "I said, I got this." They don't speak a word. They all have expensive phones, and they put the phone in your face, and it has uh, four or five sentences of, yep. of yep. to explain things. Um, they, they, they send the younger, more innocent ones, and then they go back to the, a group where the, the one that's in charge takes the money, if they get money. This they is kind of like drug dealers or hookers or something. You know, what? it's almost like the same thing you would think of when, yeah, like a pimp that Billy came yeah. over, like a pimp or a, yeah. the, the, the drug dealer guy who's like, you know, go do this, go meet these. But I don't know. There's a guy that's about six foot three. He's got new brand new work boots and new blue jeans. And he wears a bright yellow vest and he stands near the front across, you know, in the parking lot. But that he'd be the first one you come to if you're walking out of the store. Um, and Greenwood Village Police goes by, and they call them every day and say they're here. Um, but it's it's sophisticated. It is, and it's planned. It's organized. Um, there was a there was true to that. There was a group in the neighborhood that were coming around door to door. I happened to answer the door when they came by in the middle of the day. I'm glad I was the one that answered it. And oh, yeah. it was two or three of these young ladies now. And there's a dude standing off, you know, back on the sidewalk. But there's two or three ladies at the door. And one of them speaks just enough English to say, uh, you need housekeeping. And then if you ask any questions at all, then they pull out the phone. They got the Google Translate going or whatever. Or in some cases, I've heard of people saying, hey, they ended up calling someone else who can translate for them. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, this doesn't seem like the Colorado I grew up in. And one, I've never encountered that before. Someone going door to door offering to be your housekeeper, which is weird. 
Well, you know, I think these are the same people that hate America that don't want borders. Um, wherever they get their money, um, and they they're training these people, they're taking them to these locations. I think they're probably nationally putting pressure on Home Depot to eventually. Um, years ago, there was a program. If you were an employer and you hired yeah. this person, you got a a kickback from the government. Do you think that's what's I happening? Think, and who do you I suspect, by the way, is organizing them, Ron? Huh? I mean, who, who's organizing these guys? Well, the ones uh, that are always behind the scenes. You know, George Soros, uh, United Nations. Um, you know, there's 13 of these uh, uh, NGOs. Yeah. Yeah. At the border, they're the ones that are giving paperwork to these people. That's I'm just like not Biden sure said. that I would trust the UN to organize anything anywhere other than perhaps an anti-Israeli well, I, movement in Gaza. But other than that, I don't. Really... I was searching, but yeah. there's, there's, they're, um, they're organized. I mean, people that can't even speak English are showing up, and they're there daily. It's almost as if maybe they're getting paid by the hour to be there. It's scary. Let, let me ask you this since we were on this topic, and I appreciate that. Oh, and I that, went because you know, I was afraid that they, they were going to take advantage of this woman. No, I, listen, you, you, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. You all, Especially if you see something, say something. Well, see something, do something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I appreciate that. But let me ask you, getting back to the broader topic, when you hear about this compromise, I'm using air quotes, compromise bill in the U.S. Senate to try to tackle some of the immigration issues, when you hear about the impeachment of Mayorkas as Secretary of Homeland Security, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm a, I'm an, I'm 75. I'm a hardline conservative, and I'm saying shut the border. Um, it it needs to stop. Forget the the numbers. Um, it's um, yeah. I've been in and out of California the last year and a half with my daughter and the baby. And Southern California, Northern. Well, uh, Sacramento Airport is a ghost town. Really, there's nothing there. It, it, it's I don't know how that city exists, if other than it's the capital. But these people think paying five dollars uh, a gallon is um, the oh, right yeah, thing normal. to do. Is normal? It's uh, not. They, it's just it's what has happened to that state, and then you take in you you take what's happening at the border. Um, and what it's going to take financially to, to to give these people food and health care and schooling. We heard that out of Denver, right? Schooling. Like they're I don't flooding want my the kids schools. In school now. I don't want that. Yeah, Ron. When it comes to my orcas, do you support the impeachment? And if so, to what end? How, what would it accomplish? I haven't paid that much attention to it. No, I appreciate that, honest, man. Honestly, but. Um, I don't like anything about this administration or what they've done. Um, Ron, I hear that a lot on this show. You might be surprised. But, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of folks who feel just like you do. Ron, hey, man, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for stepping up and trying to do the right thing where you thought it needed to be done there at that well, Home Well, I was just wondering if I was going to be picking up my teeth off the ground. But, 
Well, they can always get you new ones. That's true. And those so are our good friends at Twin Aspen her. Dental Center. What a great segue. No, I'm kidding, Ron. Thank, thanks for the phone call, man. Thanks for listening. Ron's line is open at 303-696-1971. I'm going to cut away for a break after I tell you about the DJC. That's Dan Kaplis, his partner, Bob Arwahid, the other attorneys at the firm. Go to their website and check them out, man. It's a pretty slick website. I love their offices. They've only allowed me to be in there once with their permission. Uh, other than that, I may have slipped in uh, under different things. But if you go to dancaplislaw.com, and I'm going to call it up right now to just show you how very easy it is. It's a serious firm for serious cases. There's Dan on the front right now. And that's ridiculous because Dan, I think, I'm not great at math, Dan could be 90, but he doesn't look 90. Dan looks like he could be my younger, taller, leaner brother, and that really bothers me because my younger brother is heavyset and bald, but that's not Dan. Um, look, proven results. This is just off the website. $26.6 million verdict for a single case, a truck accident. $21 million settlement on a bus, bus crash case. $20 million on another bus crash case. My point in taking you to the website is you can check out these folks. You, you can go to the About Us page. You can see his partner, Bobber Wahid, who I did Bobber's very first trial back in gotta be 2006 my god he has facial hair now that's incredible that he's able to grow because he was so young uh when we did this uh very first trial together these are just good people trying to do good work on righteous cases that's it that's all they do if you think you have a righteous case and someone has changed your life for the worst through their negligence recklessness could be uh in some cases their intentional conduct have a phone call with the super nice people out there at the Capless Law Firm, 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or you can check them out at dancaplesslaw.com. I'm there right now, dancaplesslaw.com. When we uh, come back, we'll get to your calls, your texts on this topic, and then in the 9 o'clock hour, right at the top, just like we did with Jerry Sonnenberg, we're going to have Deb Flora, candidate for CD4 on Stick Around, George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler right back with you here at 710 KNUS. Just enough time to tell you about our good friends at Ultra Botanica. They've created that all-natural patented curcumin-based supplement called Ultra Cur. It's got the U with the little umlaut on it. Um, they, they provide a free sample to you for a reason, and that's because they don't expect you to just buy their product because they have a fancy website that has a bunch of studies that say a bunch of great things with customer reviews. Go check that out for sure. Do your own independent research on curcumin. They figured out a way to make it like curcumin on steroids or something, but go try the product risk-free, free three days. Go to your natural grocers, ask the vitamin manager for your free three-day sample and see how it affects you. I feel pretty confident I know what's going to happen because like me and Billy took it too, I experienced the benefit after I ran. After I ran, that swelling, that pain that usually took place for me in my knees and my ankles, oh, it was there initially. But with UltraCur, it went away more quickly. Imagine what it might do for you. Antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, all natural, a lot of pro health things there. Check them out at GetUltraNow.com, GetUltraNow.com. Listen, that brings us to the end of hour three of four. And when we come back in the nine o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by a voice you used to hear in that three to four o'clock time slot. 
Her name is Deb Flora. She would like to be our next congressperson, my congressperson from CD4, most competitive race in the state. Stick around. George Brock with 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.